All right. We are live for another Friday edition of the Mike and Mario show. And like always, it's good to connect and just go through events from this past week as well as navigate and talk about the days ahead. Uh, but before we do that, Mario, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm doing well, Mike. And you? Oh, I'm doing good, man. Doing good. It's Friday as always. Looking forward to connecting with you and combing through the headlines and seeing what sticks and what doesn't. And of course, we got a lot of figures came out today. Questionable figures at that. And then also a lot of, you know, trending topics worth touching on. And of course, as I mentioned before in live, just how, you know, just so much focus on gold. But then again, there's that ceiling that they just will not let it get through for whatever reason. So we're going to get to that and I uh, want to welcome everybody who's tuning in. If you have not as of yet, hit that thumbs up button, show your support for the channels and then feel free to have some questions, thoughts, ideas to put out there and we'll get to them as we move forward. So let's keep it going, man. Uh, yeah, let's jump right into the primary subject matter of this evening. We had some figures coming out. <laughs> um, of course, there's always revision downwards. Well, let's share our two cents on that. But Mario, uh, you pay close attention to these figures when they come out. So anything that surprised you out of all these figures, and all, all this red coming out of the U.S. these days? Not not really. I mean, uh, to some it was a surprise because recently uh, a lot of the numbers had always been better than expected. And this one, as you can see, uh, came out at 150,000 on farm. Was expected 180. Uh -oh. Number to look at that is important is the one in the middle there. If you move, called the non-farm payrolls, yeah, which was you know in the last uh, year or so, uh, these numbers have come out higher than expected usually, and that's helped the market. A lot of yeah. people speculate that it's manipulation by the administration, and they're probably right. But this mm -hmm. time, though, was surprising because it came lower than expected. And uh, you see, it came out at 150,000. Yeah. And also, uh, what catches my attention there's the manufacturing is also very low, minus 35. Uh, and mm -hmm. even the uh, U6 unemployment that's gone up to 7.2. Uh, so the the financial markets, for example, the bond markets yesterday they rallied already quite a bit. Uh, bonds. Mm -hmm. Uh, yields fell over 10 basis points and they're dropping again today. And the whole, uh, you know, the the new thing in the markets is that the Fed will probably start cutting rates in June next year. You know, mm -hmm. so the 10 year yield has come down from almost five recently is now at 455. And, you know, if you are a bit of a, a cynic, you could say that actually uh, uh, the U.S. Treasury and the Fed decided to come out with a weak number because mm -hmm. that would help bonds. Right. And um, so uh, gold, of course, uh, should be rallying because interest rates have dropped and people have argued that when uh, rates go up it's uh bearish for gold but one thing i would say uh even though there is a lot of manipulation uh gold has been holding up really well despite the fact that interest rates and yields have gone up a lot so maybe gold was there's like a chasm there between the two uh so maybe gold was forecasting this already you know gold yeah. doesn't lie generally so eventually though i expect uh gold to uh break through 2000 uh, mm -hmm. i mean uh the dollar is really weak uh, today versus the major fiat currencies like i think against the pound right now it's down one percent 
1.3%, uh, and against mm -hmm. the euro is down 1%. Against the yen as well, it's dropped below 150. So, yeah, I, I think things are starting to change. The dollar could weaken, and, and that should help gold. Um, yeah. And gold is today actually doing well in the other currencies, even though it's still near all-time highs. So that's how I see uh, the data. And yeah. of course, we still have the geopolitical situation um, <laughs> in the Middle yeah. East, or yeah. as some people uh, in Asia, they call it West Asia. We call it the Middle East. They call it West Asia. Yeah, interesting terminology there. And so, like, yeah, my news feeds is just continuously bombarded with all the events, very graphic video footage and photos coming out of that region there. So that's, you know, what I'm being fed on my side. But all along, I'm trying to keep my eye on the primary focus, which is, you know, the global debt crises the world is experiencing. And I'm really, really concerned that everything, as I mentioned before, will remain the same until gold breaks out in USD. So I know throughout the week, all central banks is accumulating massively. We got Singapore coming out, accumulating. So but all that accumulation in USD term is not breaking out above that thousand. I think that's something that the world will definitely back in, in in history and wonder like you know how was all those events unfolding yet gold was able to always be pressed down after opening here uh, uh yeah. in, in the western hemisphere well so, i think very, it's uh, it's called uh you know the futures market and uh, mm -hmm. the bankers using they're just uh they're not really trading real gold it's right. just purely um leverage and um yeah, they, 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 I mean, in the uh, days of Jesse Livermore, uh, they had something called the bucket shop, which mm -hmm. was, uh, um, you know, these uh, offices, <laughs> they're like broke, not real brokerages, but they connected to the prices on the New York Stock Exchange and people just bet on them. They didn't really buy uh, the, the stock. They just bet on the prices. And that's what the, the bullion banks do. Uh, they're bucket shops. And they uh, basically lure uh, a lot of speculators and investors into playing that game. They're not really buying or selling gold. They're just betting on the price, leveraging it, and they can manipulate it uh, for a short time. Uh, eventually, though, uh, there's a limited supply of gold and there's an endless supply of fiat dollar. And that will be reflected. It, it is frustrating, but uh, I, I think... Um, people need to realize that the point of holding gold is to not have a debt instrument uh, as an asset, which is what the all fiat currencies are. Right, right. And earlier in the week, I noticed somebody made a comment on one of my videos saying that, you know, with all the stuff happening in the world, you know, do you think people in, you know, in Gaza and other nations that's ravaged by war, do you think they actually care about, you know, the price of gold and stuff like that? And it's more so someone, you know, I guess shooting like, you know, shooting a little market, you know, and me talking about go, go, go get your weight up. Yeah. And I'm well, thinking like, no doubt, in the middle of a chaos and, you know, and pandemonium, you're not really concerned with, you know, wealth well, preservation. But it's usually after the fact, you know, during a rebuilding process, after currencies have their day of reckoning, that's when you're more so very grateful and appreciative if you're able to hold on to something like that. But then again, that's just my two cents. But um, I wanted to comment on that. What are your thoughts on that one? Well, I guess, you know, uh, if we were in Gaza, we wouldn't be thinking about gold. It depends where you are. I, I right. mean, does that mean then you can't follow the World Series or the NBA just because you're not in <laughs> Gaza? Uh, I mean, and, and what you said there about rebuilding after the war, uh, if you don't have uh, gold, uh, 
uh, yeah, you'll be in bad shape because as, as the title of my um, live stream for our show uh, says, mm -hmm. that uh, wars always result uh, in inflation. And, and you can go back. Um, I won't go back that far. I'll just go back to the U.S. Revolutionary War. You know, mm -hmm. the, that war led to the to, uh, you know, the, the saying it's not worth a continental, the continental mm -hmm. currency. Uh, it, it's it, they use it as shin plaster. That was the nickname for it, it became worthless. And, and mm -hmm. then during the Civil War and the aftermath of that, uh, you had the greenbacks that became worthless as well. And also the Confederate currency, the dollar that became worthless as well because they lost the war in the South. And you had inflation. Eventually, uh, they were able to go back on a gold standard by, I think, 1879. And then World War I caused inflation, not just in Europe, but in the U.S. as well, uh, in the aftermath. And then World War II, the Vietnam War, we had the inflation of the 70s. And now you could argue uh, we might not have a, a kinetic war, but we seem to have a crisis every six months and those are the wars that we're fighting now and the reason why there is inflation always is that governments uh, they spend and they borrow uh massively <laughs> and we've been doing that even um before 2020 so i i think it's going to be a gigantic uh, inflation if it doesn't get into hyperinflation and uh, and then you can add as well maybe this prospect that what's happening in the Middle East could uh, develop in, into World War III. Then then I could see hyperinflation. And if you're able to keep some gold and silver through those difficult times, in in the others on the other side of the crisis, I, I think you will be uh, well well set up. Yeah, be better positioned. That's for sure. And so speaking of which, let's get into I want to uh, that uh, that post from Ronnie Stouffer,ly uh, that you sent me basically signaling previous uh, uh, hikes, pauses and I'll go responded here. And let me move you out the way here. So it says what happens to go when the Fed stops hiking rates? And so far, as of this week, we got that second pause. Therefore, I guess these uh, signals here signaling the pause in previous uh, Fed hikes. And then immediately what follow after their recessionary periods, and then they go to the pivoting phase and gold always responds favorably, favorably in this type of environment. So the question is, at what point will they admit defeat and begin pivoting? You mentioned that it's for that as of June next year, but between now and then something always occurs, something always, uh, you know, thwarts their plans. And so the question yeah. is, will it happen much sooner as in like, you know, beginning of 2024 or what, what are you thinking? Well, the Fed always uh, makes uh, forecasts and they always say things that uh, they change, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, you know, they pivot, so to speak. Uh, I think uh, Janet Yellen uh, in 2015 or 16, when they announced that they're going to start tapering and then doing QT, she said it was going to be like uh, watching paint dry because it was going to be so <laughs> boring. And, and then you had the, uh, the repo crisis in 2019. Uh, and by March 2020, they had to reverse everything. Uh, mm -hmm. Back in 2021, um, everyone was saying that they didn't expect uh, rates to... I, I think uh, Powell said something. We're not even thinking about thinking about thinking rates. <laughs> so now they're saying, oh, we're going to leave rates this high for longer. 
uh, mm -hmm. the longer could be two months <laughs> or, you know, the, the markets uh, usually lead the way and the markets mm -hmm. are saying now that they expect the Fed to start cutting by June next year. Uh, the markets could be wrong as well. It could be even earlier or it could be later. So no one knows. But what that chart there by um, Incrementum tells us is that every time the Fed, I mean, they've paused now for the last few months. So it looks mm -hmm. like uh, there is a pause now. Uh, it's yeah. just uh, a matter of how long it will take. Uh, back in um, like 20, 2006, seven, it was fairly long pause. I guess they could keep, but I, 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 I think the markets might be uh, right and they could be wrong in that it could be even before June. So, yeah, it looks like gold reacts really well once they cut, as you can see there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, back in 07, 08. Uh, and this time they've, they've raised from almost zero to like above five. And, and gold has gone really sideways in, in dollars. So it hasn't even hurt gold. So you can yeah. imagine um, when they start cutting how bullish that should be. And I say should because you never know Good. with gold. You never know. Right, um, right. And, and that's that's another thing I was talking about earlier about just that ceiling of 2000. Like clearly 2000 is a, could be a breaking point. You know, we were talking about weeks ago about, you know, what would, be, what would a collapse look like? You know, it's breaking that 2000 point and then really be testing new numbers that we haven't seen before. And my thought, I mean, not being a technical analyst type of guy, or whatever, but I'm thinking 2100, you know, it's like something that uh, would definitely surpass that all time high figure and would really be a uh, an attention getter. Like there's no way to avoid that outside of all the other all time highs and other currencies that uh, would really get people's attention. And of course, silver clearly would be 25, 20, closer to $30 an ounce. And then, hey, the, you know, the world, the world would definitely recognize that something is taking place because U.S. debt at that point would not be too pretty, as if it's already, you know, not looking pretty right now. Yeah, so. and that, you know, and that in the last uh, three years, that 2050, 70 level, it's like a, mm -hmm. a dam. You know, it's like they they've built a dam, and uh, the you know the we who know about gold and what it means and all the debt they've created. We know that mm -hmm. once that dam breaks, you know, the it's going to be, you know, 2100 will be like peanuts. It, it, it right. could go to three, four, five thousand, in my opinion. That's why this 22,000 and then 2070 is so important. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of sentiment and um, attention on, on markets are based on, on numbers. You know, yeah. years ago, back in the early 2000s, the key level for gold was $400. You know, a lot of people uh, were saying that gold would never break 400 again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and even the FT did this piece in April 2004. And I wrote uh, that gold was at 400 at the time. And they're mm -hmm. trying to say that gold was worthless and it was going nowhere, you see. So mm -hmm. you're probably going to see a lot of... Uh, People like the FT and mainstream media saying, oh, that gold is never going to break 2000 again because they don't want it to break. And, and we recently saw as well the, the front page of Barron's uh, mm -hmm. telling people that they should buy bonds. And, and I think that's a huge reverse indicator. I know bonds have rallied in the last uh, week, but I, I think that's just a, a counter trend rally. 
uh, mm-hmm. longer term we're in the bear market uh, for for gold for for bonds yeah. that is yeah speaking of which while you're talking I pulled up the here so here's the here's five years here's the last five years here and you know, clearly that that you know that that is we got 2035 this was back in uh in August of uh August 2nd of 2020 and then here we got 2000 almost uh, almost 2000, 2000 so clearly yeah. the last five years yeah. has been that continuous trend you're talking about yeah I mean those that's a closing that's a line chart but if you do the uh the the bar chart you know the the high the highs in gold have been around 2073 you know two or three of them and uh yeah you can see that um they don't want gold to break through that level but um you know uh, they can only manipulate things for so long uh we're seeing that uh, a, a lot of the uh central banks uh non-western central banks they're buying record amounts uh again in 2023 and, and they did it in 2022 the chinese are leading it singapore is leading it poland so uh it's only a matter of time if anything uh it gives gives us uh more time to protect our savings um <laughs> especially with silver as well Right, a hundred percent. And then, speaking of which, as I'm as you're speaking, I was looking in the chat, and uh, I mentioned before we went uh, live about mm-hmm. just the potential breaking news. Not sure how breaking it is, but you know the banking issues. And so, underpinning the monetary structure is the banking sector, and there's a lot of concerns about what's happening due to the high interest rate environment we're in now. But this is from you know about an hour or two ago about banks having issues. So I'm not sure it's been resolved since then, but. Just something we're paying attention to, because as I mentioned, they're painting the narrative of an Iran cyber event. So they, I'm sure they'll find some way to link this all in at some point in the future. So if anybody's in the community been affected, let us know and see if, if they're back up and running yet. So uh, we will see. But let's keep going. We've got some more charts here, man. Um, I want to I was trying to apologize for the hiccup earlier, but just some graphs that came out in reference to uh, those figures that were given to us earlier. And it just shows that uh, you can't really trust the BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So here's just a graph here. It says uh, Biden's Department of Fake Data <laughs> doing this thing. August job revised down by 62,000 from plus 227 to plus 165,000. September was revised down by 39,000 from 336 to 297. So eight of the past nine months have been revised lower. And so at what point, like, you know, as I mentioned before, they give us these hope, these hopium figures. But then again, they always revise them down. So uh, who, who can you trust at this point? What, what, what's, what part of governments can you trust when it comes to the data they're giving us? <laughs> no, it's not just the, the, the statistics uh, departments or Bureau mm-hmm. of Labor Statistics. It's the whole, uh, the, whole uh, the whole system, you know, the banking system included. You know, mm-hmm. they manipulate um, everything. They manipulate not just the gold price. They man- manipulate the bond markets. They manipulate mm-hmm. um, uh, f- currencies. <laughs> they, you know, the the U.S. Treasury has the biggest hedge fund in the world called the Exchange Stabilization Fund, mm-hmm. which was created in 1934 with the profits of all the gold they confiscated from Americans in 33 and they and then revalued it from $20.67 to 35 mm-hmm. so they took that that profit and they've been using it ever since to manipulate 
the value of the dollar. And gold is um, the ultimate uh, me measure of value for the dollar. So you can bet that the ESF is probably one of those funds that is involved in the futures market. <laughs> and every time we get to that 2000, you know, they, they bash it, but they, they can't do it forever because uh, th then they could run out of gold. If they could do it forever, we'd still be at $35 an ounce. Eventually, they'll have to let it go. And uh, yeah, even the bond markets, they, they're talking about now not issuing as many long-term bonds. So they have to issue more short-term bonds. But the, right. the amount of debt and, and deficit spending being created is still going to be the same. It's all smokes and mirrors. And, and yeah. that's why I think having gold and silver and anything else that's outside the system is sanity. It's real. <laughs> uh, it might not be valued properly right now, the, the prices, but actually the intrinsic value will always be there uh, of those real things. Yeah, good point there. And uh, here's another graph here. And I see I see some questions out there. We're going to eventually get to those. Yeah. So here, here's just another graph here um, showing more of the uh, numbers here. But this is from Zero Hedge. It says, the much more accurate and less manipulated household survey shows employment collapsed by 348,000, the biggest drop since the health situation to shut down the economy. <laughs> and so uh, just more of a downward trajectory of figures here. So uh yeah numbers don't lie as well as the graphs to show these numbers so something worthwhile there yeah in the, uh, in what the, else UK, we got here? the uk as well you know our uh labor market statistics i, I even saw someone in the ft write something mm -hmm. a, a week or so ago about it saying it's complete a complete joke it doesn't mean mm -hmm. anything uh so for the ft to say that is um you know and uh, it's quite quite interesting yeah. Uh, what else we got here? And uh, here's something that we're going to be hearing more about as well. Uh, the government shutdown risk looms again this November. So we have about two weeks before there's another, uh, you know, D.C. conundrum. And so uh, let me see. There are some details here I want to talk about here. It says the chance of a November government shutdown is about 30 percent currently, according to uh, event trading site uh, Kashi. So. What's Once again, about? more debt. Uh, I mean, again. What's, what's this shutdown about? Uh, I mean, so, the, last, the last one was about the debt ceiling, and, and I thought that had been solved. No, it was some, some whatever the measurements that was passed literally last time was just a, was a, it was a 45 day. They pacified things for 45 days, literally to get through the, whatever that the major issues was at that point there. So this one here is a oh, uh, deadline for that 45 days. Right. So it says another government shutdown approach is likely that not a certain company resolution is, however, a broader budget debate may, may drag on over the coming weeks and possibly into the 2024 with automatic budget cuts could take effect. Regardless of the continued resolution to fund the government, is if a set of complete spending bills aren't passed by the end of 2023, then across the board, 1% of government funding will be will begin in April 2024. I'm sure they'll find uh, the funds to fight the wars, though. Oh, yeah, no doubt. They're going to continue to send some funds to uh, Ukraine and Israel because Jenny Yellen said that they can do both at the same time. But what does that do? Like when you see the world, the world's literally recognizing right now that, you know, our good, our debt is not as good uh, as it used to be. Therefore, you know, the only thing we can do is issue more of it. Then what will you do? 
continue yeah. to run the goal more than likely. So yeah, more chaos, I, I more penalty. Saw, um, I, I saw. I don't know if I sent to you. I think is a like a, a guy from BlackRock. He used to be in the Canadian Central Bank, and mm-hmm. uh, despite the fact that yields have dropped in the last couple of days, he still sees the ten-year yield actually going going towards five and a half. So there mm-hmm. you go. Okay, that's this one here. This is the BlackRock. You know they've got the most funds under management in the world, like ten trillion plus. And, and yeah. they don't they don't buy this uh, rally in the bond market. So, like you said, you know, um, people don't you know. And they they talk in this article that foreigners are not buying as as many treasuries, and uh, they're trying to diversify and trade in their own currency. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else we got? A couple more headlines, then we'll jump into some questions. I'm curious to hear what people are keeping their eyes on these days. Uh, what else you got? We got a lot of things that we got to get to. Uh, just not, I mean, just, you know, the, the true, true indicators, man, are, uh, as to how bad things really are continues to come out. Uh, you know, 10,000 jobs, shipping man drops. Like these figures here really show that things are slowing down drastically, man. And, and yeah, we're a 70 percent consumption uh, economy. Say that again. Excuse me. Yeah, that's the biggest shipping company in the world. I think a Danish company, Maersk. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just more uneventful news, man. So never ending, man. Never ending. But then again, what do you expect at this current moment? Uh, let's get to some questions, man. Uh, let's open up and get some thoughts, ideas, suggestions, what you guys are keeping an eye on. And uh, for those who are coming in late, we had some technical issues, which kind of threw me for a loop. <laughs> so I apologize for that, but then again. And so Feel free to throw some thoughts, ideas, suggestions. What are you guys keeping an eye on? What are some subjects we're bringing to the table that we didn't touch on? I'd be curious to hear uh, what other subjects out there that we're going to be talking about sooner or later. Um, let me see here. So highlight at Manico64 or at RTD so they'll stand out and we'll jump on. Let's see something earlier. Um, where'd it go? Awful hybrid engine. Nope. Let me see here. I feel another pain. CLBP telling people to max out credit cards with silver again. Here's one for Sean here. It says, Mike Amaro, at what level of U.S. government debt do you think the markets will react adversely with debt? Uh, I would say we're, we're, you know, we're at that point now where, you know, the markets are literally every day is something different. Like the volatility is, is pretty extreme to me. So uh, how much worse can it get is a question. So I don't know, but what are your thoughts? Yeah. Mario? Well, you know, the Bank of Japan, for example, uh, the Japanese government has 300 percent debt to GDP, but their their rates are below one percent because the the BOJ is printing uh, loads of money to buy that debt and keep the rates low. But now the JGB owns half of all the debt. Uh, The U.S., it's 125 percent debt to GDP. But uh, the the Mm -hmm. trick here is whether interest if interest rates rise as quickly as they have from zero to five like in, in a matter of 18 months that's the problem because uh you know and that's why it's a bit of a relief for them that rates have come off so i would say it's more the speed of the uh, the the hike in uh, yields that is a problem but um i i think eventually the fed like the boj will come to the rescue and uh, basically conjure up trillions out of thin air 
to buy that government debt to keep rates low. Uh, but mm -hmm. the the flip side of that is that gold will probably blow through that 2000, 2070 level. Uh, I mean, in Japanese yen, gold has gone from 60,000 yen per ounce to over 300,000 since the 08 crisis. So it's gone up five times. If you do mm -hmm. that for the, for, for the, price in dollars, let's say it was a thousand in 2008, you multiply that by five, we, we could be, you know, the Japanese yen has gone to the equivalent of $5,000 per ounce. So, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, here's the Japanese yen over the last five years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was looking at I was going through a variety of countries here, man. And every country yeah, it except looks like the US uh, it looks like their two thousand was two hundred and fifty thousand, as you can see there. There's a yeah. major tops there, and then eventually yeah. blew, blew through it. So there you go. And they, they've had all these triple quadruple tops, and every time it eventually goes through it. And that, you know, the, the dollar is really important, though, because it's the reserve currency. And it's so mm -hmm. important for the deep state to keep the dollar uh, seeming to be worth something because they have a lot of uh, killing and stealing to do around the world. Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah. and I'm sorry to say it like that, but that's what no, it but is. That's just what it is. I mean, it's been the backbone of our, of our world. And so I'm, here's another. Uh, I'm not saying Americans do that, but. The government, right? Just the the, the 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 establishment, the government can like can include cahoots with the banking sector. So here's something that says inflation in states is horrible. However, petrol has dropped in price. So here, our gas prices at the pump is th close to three dollars a gallon, which is abnormal given the fact that you know McDonald's combo meal, you know, certain parts of the country is like twenty dollars. <laughs> well, actually, that's so like, probably a good thing, no. I mean, it, it is, yeah, but the, the, I, I believe that the, the cheap the cheapness at the pump is a result of our strategic petroleum, petroleum reserves being drained. They haven't replenished it t t enough for the upcoming winter for the most part. So yeah. it's just a matter of time before the prices reflect what we yeah. actually have in reserves, which is dwindling. So someone yeah. uh, I'm in contact with uh, noted today that natural gas prices, the U.S. nat gas price is starting to move up. Uh, I mean, the European one is still flatlining, but um, that could be the next thing as well, natural gas. Yeah, yeah man, it's going to be interesting. So here's another one that says, thanks for answering my question. Is If the U.S. government does what Bank, Bank of Japan does on such a scale, the U.S. value could quickly devalue implode. Um, yeah, maybe not. It will just be, a, you know, a steady decline, uh, you know, for yeah. people... Uh, the average person out there, they won't notice it, but you and I and, and the rest of all our viewers, they, we will know. And, mm -hmm. uh, and that's why, you know, uh, it, it's good to know these things. Uh, when you start seeing the dollar drop against gold, you know, 2100, 23, 24, and, and things mm -hmm. will still be relatively normal, but you can bet that in six, 12 months after that, you, you will see the uh, effects of that, which will be everything more expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, LBP says, Mario, uh, do you have any coin shops in Turkey? Actually, in the hotel that I stayed, they had uh, uh, this shop where they sell all the fake uh, 
fake goods like uh, Rolexes and uh, Louis Vuitton handbags and all that. <laughs> but th th they also had uh, like some Turkish coins for sale, which I bought. But they're, they're not like silver. They're uh, Turkish coins from like the 70s and 80s. And mm -hmm. I bought it. It was like a little set. I I'm not yeah. sure. See if I can find it. Oh, here it is. I got it actually. Uh, Turk, there you go. I got it. Turk coins. Mm -hmm. They're just cool, Turk you know, coins. just uh, normal fiat coins. Yeah, but a little memorabilia. Quite, yeah, they're quite interesting. I, I, I don't know. I think I paid uh, 10 euros for it. It's funny because mm -hmm. in Turkey, uh, they deal in euros. <laughs> you know, they don't deal mm -hmm. in the lira because it's such a horrible, uh, currency that uh, oh, was there any any transactions any transactions you, in the lira did you, you buy know, to convert to the Turkish lira no well the thing is I, I when before i went i never been to turkey i, I changed a few uh, hundred pounds to lira so i did have some mm -hmm. turkish lira but i found that they they all uh, want euros over there so mm -hmm. um and uh the thing is what will happen in the UK or or in the US when our currencies become like the Turkish lira. Well, mm -hmm. I have a feeling it, it, people are going to start resort, resorting to silver and gold. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the, the Turk, the Tur you know, the Turks can resort to euros, but euro is not a really good alternative because it's a fiat as well. Right. And then uh, here's a there's a something a remarks here by sunshine it says ach clearing house is down check direct deposits so i'm not sure if that banking situation is continuing to spread if or if not but yeah interesting stuff man uh what else we got any thoughts any other questions out there not fake uh even locked up in turkish prison Canadian constitution means that government oh, let me i thought about buying uh uh, a fake Rolex, but that's not the right thing to do. I have a real one. I mean, yeah. they, and they, they, I saw one that was nice, and the guy said, "Oh, three hundred euros." I got it down to one sixty, but I still thought, "Oh, let me think about it." <laughs> oh man, got a, you got a real souvenir, a fake Rolex from Turkey. That'd be funny. Um, big danger, justice wars. I don't see any more questions. What else we got here? Anything else out there? Uh, what do we got coming up? What's coming up? Anything worth uh, paying attention to? Uh, heading into the winter months? Um, not yeah. I mean, just keep an eye on what's going on in uh, in Israel and uh, Gaza. Apart yeah. from that, I I don't know when the Fed next Fed meeting is. Um, I, I mean, keep keep an eye on uh, the bond market as usual. Keep an eye on Japan. Um, yeah, and uh, keep stacking, I guess. Yeah, that indeed. That indeed. It's going to be interesting, man. Like, I anticipate more of a ramp up in the Middle East before I, before I see some type of ceasefire slash re resolution, just because the West needs as much confrontation as possible and allows them to further their uh, agenda. And I'm oh, assuming yeah. doing it. That's doing it. Sorry, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. To say is that uh, the system we have. Uh, you always need more and more debt to keep the system mm -hmm. going. And uh, what better uh, excuse uh, than, you know, wars and, we, you know, making people pay patriotic and we have to go help these people over there, you know, mm -hmm. fight. 
and, and, and that's an excuse to keep the debt going. And that's why, unfortunately, I think that's the only thing they've got up their sleeve sleeves right now is another war. Like Gerald Salenti says, when everything else fails, we'll take you to war. And, and the reason they do that is because it keeps the debt system going. Uh, yeah. If we had peace and everything was well with the world, uh, all the world governments would collapse because, <laughs> you know, uh, they're full of debt. All right. And very great says, have you got China banks dropping out of the LBMA? Oh, uh, yeah. That last week. I, I, I mean, I have an opinion on that. You there, Mike? Yeah, go ahead. I'm here. Well, I just think maybe it's because they don't need to be in the on the in the LBMA anymore, mm -hmm. uh, and maybe because the LBMA is going to blow up, you know, the whole, and maybe because they can, they'd much rather deal in Shanghai, and and that's where all the physical gold market is moving to. That's the only mm -hmm. thing I can say. There, someone said that they've asked uh, Chat GPT about this and chat gpt said it's uh, unusual and they they can't really say why so i, I don't know oh <laughs> uh, so uh, the cbdc uh CBDC incoming how do you think they'll uh, regulate use of gold and silver will underworld users of fiat look to use gold etc users users of fiat look to use um yeah apart from trying to cut off the Bullion dealers, like online retailers, whatever, they might have issues uh, transacting or interacting with payment structure, payment system. Uh, probably in the coming type of you know black market type of environment, people actually use gold and silver, more likely silver for bartering sake, gold for wealth preservation. So they'll definitely choke off all the bullion dealers one by one. But you know, as always, man kind of find a way to keep moving. So yeah, uh, but that's just my two cents. I, I, actually, I actually think with CBDCs. Uh, and, and if there's eventually no cash, gold and silver are going to become even more important. Uh, so I'm not sure um, if they will stop uh, bullion dealers because, you know, even politicians and uh, people high up, uh, they want to do things uh, and they get paid, you know, on the side. So I, I think it will become actually even more important to have gold and silver, whether they'll uh, limit like... Uh, us plebs from dealing with it they could but uh, i think there's so few people proportionate wise that yeah. have yeah. any gold and silver that it won't matter to them right i agree as well i agree and I, that goes into the whole idea of confiscation like nobody really has other people other than people who are into the alternative media alternative media just channels like this most people don't want no gold or silver and the average joe right now is more concerned with just you know maintaining what they have than trying to go out and preserve and protect themselves for their future. So bartering happens sometimes, yeah, 100%. All right, well, we're about that 46-minute mark. Um, and as always, uh, overall good live stream apart from the issues earlier, but we'll deal with that. So I apologize for those issues. But um, anyway, people, uh, have a great weekend. Mario, you as well. Uh, it's going to be more than enough stuff to talk about next week as well. Never dull moment in a monetary transition period. But uh we make the most, make the most of it. Enjoy life as best we can, and really try to, uh, you know, just, hey man, keep our heads above water and try to thrive in these interesting times. But, all right, my good people, be blessed, be safe. Any last words, Mario? No, no I don't have much to add. I think you said everything uh, needed there.
Phil, appreciate you, man. It says Mike and Mario, you are a really interesting team together. Do more shows together. <laughs> appreciate you, people. Well, all right. Be blessed. Be safe. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace.